I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Just like the lady, you used to gospel song when she said, Come on in the room. <laughs> baby, she be out talking, she's about 250 years old, baby. That's called Good Living, Good that EBT. Too funny. Come on, Flamettes. Chime in, chime up, chime around. Okay, Come on I just through. got the notification. You started a live video. There we go. Well, hello. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Come on, come on, come on. Lauren said it today, y'all. Y'all missed it, though. <laughs> so we got to get her to do it again, y'all. Oh. <laughs> Come on, Lord. What is it? Come on in your room. <laughs> <laughs> 
Baby Lauren got old on y'all for a time I've always been the old. Room. I've always been the old Welcome now. Flame Mets. Welcome Firecrackers. Welcome Loungeettes and Vouchettes and all of my people. Welcome to the Laugh and Learn show with your host, Flame Monroe. That would be me, my partner, Lauren Hogan. And we'll be bringing our other partner, Nick Smith, in momentarily. We just want to welcome you guys to the show. Hello, everyone. Wave. Y'all say hello. We uh, hope you guys are ready for the show today because it might be a wang, dang, and a doodle. <laughs> Wait, what? A wang, that's my white people word. A wang, dang, doodle. That's interesting. That's Hi, TTJ. Hi, Mark. I have verbiage. Uh-huh. What does they say when you, I'm a wordologist? <laughs> I was going to say you were multifaceted, but oh? that works. <laughs> <laughs> I got layers. I don't know about that multifaceted. I definitely got some layers. I wish a couple of them would come up off of me. There's no one home today, so I have nobody interfering with my internet. So all kids are gone. Thank you, Jesus. One is uh, at work. My daughter, my baby daughter, is auditioning for track or trying out for track, and my son Uh-oh. is at Tennessee State University. Get yes, y'all some indeed. of that. I'm wearing my shirt yes, proudly because I took my son last week to Tennessee to Nashville. He is a in the honors uh, program at Tennessee State University for mechanical engineering. So I am very proud of that young man. But tell them the whole story, though, because how long does he actually have to be in school? Because he already got his associate's degree, right? Oh, yeah. So he oh, only yes. actually has to do two years because he graduated high school with his, with his associate's degree. Mm, that is just intelligence right there. Well, that was because my, I wouldn't let him transfer schools. You know, I'm like, you're going to stay in this school because mm-hmm. he wanted to leave. But I knew what the school was offering, the curriculum. Mm-hmm whooped his ass the sophomore year is probably the hardest year of high school seriously mm-hmm. because i think that's the year that you do the most work yeah and uh that that sophomore year whooped him it did he was ready to quit but i'm like oh you ain't going nowhere <laughs> so he stayed it paid off because now he's uh in his junior year as, as a freshman in college so praise the lord thank you jesus come on outside of that honey we are here i am still taping the breakfast club this week but i am not taping it until friday so i'm leaving on thursday because i got another job tomorrow and we were able to move some things around and then i'm going to ida's taping for hbo max for her one hour special on saturday in brooklyn but outside of that we got topics to talk about how, how was your week lauren because you've been traveling and yes doing my, things. I'm, i just got back from atlanta yesterday afternoon around five o'clock um so very busy you know work is and you made it to work of, of course very professional <laughs> i wasn't gonna get cussed out that just <laughs> i didn't want them problems today so um i'm here uh a little tired but i'm here at the end of the day you, you are know? here so uh, it's very appreciated mm-hmm. oh, well thank you thank you how was yours what your week i got a son in college <laughs> that was the week <laughs> i got some new red lipstick from liquid burns any red y'all it's bloody it's very red, red mm. and it's very matte it's very come kiss me mm. you baby, oh you know what you should me. no you should sing a kissable from the kissable commercial from boomerang you know what i'm talking about no that's a little too kiss, young for me kiss. you never watch boomerang what's boomerang the movie with eddie murphy oh yeah 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 okay i was about to say don't Girl, uh-huh bring nick in i thought you was talking about one of those little young channels no i the kids show we didn't already gone over i'm an old soul now the Come only on. kids shows i love is uh the incredibles i can watch the incredibles every day all I day know. long I, I love edna mode oh it's edna I call milan it edna. darling milan <laughs> hello nick smith hello hello i'm sitting here like everybody else i guess kind of watching president biden at the same time and i guess i've I, I can honestly report, it seems as though he's doing very well, being very direct. He said, I would always be direct with the American people. And that's what he's doing. He's breaking it down. Yeah, we're going to get to Biden. Biden is our last closing subject because uh, that's going to be the most heated one, I'm sure. How are you, <laughs> Nick? How was your week? 
Week was good. It's uh, been a lot, but but th <laughs> things are good. I've been um, uh, just working. You know, we've been trying to, we now use a green screen and everything for work, which is what you see behind me. Um, and so it's made it a little bit easier, but it's also increased our workload a bit because we can, there's no reason to ever take a day off now. So they're like, uh, we I've been working uh, with this green screen that kind of travels and moves around. Uh, but but things are good. No complaints, you know. It's How still was a your vacation in Mexico? How was Mexico? Mexico. Mexico was good. It was um, a, a challenge, you know, because you have to test uh, before you can come back into the United States. Uh, Why did they make you test? You fully vaccinated. Why did they make you test? Oh, because people who are fully vaccinated can still contract COVID because there are people who are not vaccinated running around. So what's happening is the unvaccinated are infecting or spreading the virus. Oh, so I don't it, agree with that. I don't think that. I think that everybody's still spreading it. Vaccinated and unvaccinated, I do, but I I know what you're saying, but yeah, oh, so they I'm like I'm, I ain't spreading shit because I spray you. <laughs> <laughs> so they um they t they and there were a couple of people who were stopped right there at uh uh right there before they could board, so they don't even let you pass. And they're like, hey, you need to you need to self quarantine for 14 days or come back with a negative test. So wait a minute. So if they were in Mexico and they, and they tested negative a positive, they, what if they didn't have enough money to stay for 14 days? Uh, that's on you, dear. Like you would probably say, you're like, well, you should have thought about that before you went. So, <laughs> so yeah, but that's everywhere. It's not just Mexico. It's uh, anyone trying to enter the United States. Damn. American or not. Yeah. Well, thank you for joining us. Welcome to Love, La Laugh, and Laugh. <laughs> my man somewhere else. I'm telling you, I'm so excited about my son going to college. You see, I'm representing where my Tennessee State. I can't wait to go to homecoming. Ooh, I think I'm going to go and drag and start me some shit. Let me just show up. My son will be like, nigga, you know what? Just, just don't. Just don't. <laughs> I think I'm going in full drag to homecoming, baby. Let me get it crunk, baby. <laughs> I will say this. Lauren can attest to this. Homecoming at an HBCU is like unlike anything else. It really is a party. So, um, And I'm going in October to my own homecom homecoming to spell a house. So um, I will be on vacation those days. Nobody call me. Oh. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. Thank you guys for joining us. Let's just kick it off with, let's start low slow and build it up so let's start with uh the philippines yeah that they have had a volcano erupt over there and it's not really getting a whole bunch of coverage on the news i don't like that part but i want to send special prayers out to that country and to my friend manella luzon who i did that uh, netflix show with the filipino girl she's over there because she was doing some kind of rupaul's drag race contest over there so she's stuck over there so um oh my god just prayers to the people over there in the philippines so much is happening in the world that we just have no control over and it's just unforeseen i don't know what i, I told y'all y'all didn't piss god off and god don't even get mad but he i think he mad as shit right now real talk no i agree with you there's so many natural disasters happening in the world um i re i saw a report too that july was like uh, recorded the hottest uh, month uh -huh. ever in earth's history yeah there's just so much, you know, like global warming and natural disasters and volcanic eruptions and earthquakes. And it's just like, my God, when is it going to stop? The earth is, is retaliating against us. Seriously. Yeah, Lauren, I have fr friends in California, of course, who who hike regularly. And they were just talking about how even up in Mount Shasta, everything is so dry. They're like, Nick, California is really dry right now. And it's uh, I think it's a combination of both the fires and and then just, you know, the, the water resources. But we also want to send a prayer out to our brothers and sisters in Haiti. You know, Haiti we're going to really get struggling. to that. Yeah, we're, we're going to get to that, Nick. OK, we're going to come. Yeah. Yeah. We just we, we doing it in sections. But um, like section eight, this is that section five. <laughs> 
<laughs> but no, but to your point though, California is actually experiencing a drought and Gavin uh, Newsom was trying to tell us to like cut your water supply by 30%, but we all know nobody's actually doing that. So we are experiencing a drought. I think it rained or it sprinkled, I should say, a little bit over the weekend. I wasn't here, but I saw my weather app. It said it was sprinkling a little bit, but we're in a drought in California. Uh, so you may or may not remember when Governor Brown was governor, he asked people to shower together. When we were yeah. doing, we, we've been in this drought before, he's like, hey, can you shower Ooh. together? Uh, Where so he at? I like that. Where he go, <laughs> Governor Moonbeam <laughs> is what his nickname was. Governor Moonbeam. Yep. So, yeah. yeah. It's not our first time in California. Mm-mm-mm. So you brought up Gavin Newsom. So I, I, I got to talk about my boy. Uh-oh. A lot of y'all are upset with Gavin Newsom. A lot of they're trying to do this whole recall. Understand me that I voted for Gavin Newsom the first time. I will vote for Gavin Newsom again. I think that he is doing a good job as the governor. A lot better than the last couple of ones that we had. And uh, uh, God will come and take me personally if I vote for Larry Elder. Larry Elder is worse than Tim Scott to me. When I tell you that he's a sellout nigga like you wouldn't believe, I said what I said because it's my show. He is a sellout nigga and we don't do sellout niggas on this show. Uh, Larry Elder is a clown and he has been a coon and a buffoon and a puppet for the Republican Party for a very long time. I am Team Gavin Newsom because he is Nancy Pelosi's nephew. He is doing a good job and y'all know Nancy Pelosi is my bitch. I love Nancy Pelosi. I can't see that. I ain't got my glasses on. Put your glasses on. Um, No, but I agree with Flame though. I will say I don't from what I'm hearing in the political space, I don't think that um, Gavin Newsom is going to end up losing this recall election. He'll be just fine at the end of the day. Um, this is just like we've said, another ploy by Republicans to kind of, you know, cause some dissension. But at the end of the day, I think he'll be fine. Because I even saw Caitlyn Jenner made some comments and. Who? Yeah, went to the border. Who? And has made this <laughs> pledge to continue President Trump's, you know, building of the border wall and. Anyway, the buffoonery continues. What oh, else you can mean you the say? contest, the newest contestant on Survivor? Yeah, that yeah. one. Mm-hmm. That's Look. who I'm talking mm-hmm. about. Mm-hmm. So get your money, Chris. Get your money. You better pimp all of them. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> and Saints say he'll shower together with Lauren to save some money. <laughs> Lauren, are you showering with me? I'm gonna tell your mama. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> So anyway, it, it is yeah, and, and I and I hate that they are really holding Gavin Newsom's feet to the fire because they're upset that he went to the fucking French Laundry and had lunch with no mask in the middle of a pandemic. We have all done some things in the middle of the pandemic that we were not supposed to do. He just happens to be a government official. Yeah, I'm gonna kind of shift. It's in the same vein, mm-hmm. but I did see something today that I found very interesting that. It seems as though Trump's two main, you know, I'm bootlickers. No, no, not the bootlickers, <laughs> but just the two main individuals that have the most turmoil with Trump are literally just getting so much backlash, whether it's, you know, Cuomo Cuom- or, or Newsom. Yes. So it was I went down the rabbit hole. I'm not even going to lie through this thread of people just kind of drawing comparisons and how they're saying that things are kind of ironic, how these two individuals that had, you know, so much that they really set up for what they believed in in terms of their, you know, their states. And mm-hmm. they're getting so much backlash and being recalled and resigning. It's just it's 
It's interesting to see. Hats off to Andrew Cuomo. I believe they went after his family. It was the reason he stepped down because he is a not, he is a monster. He is a beast, and he stands in his in stands in his conviction. And he did great work for the city of New York. And I hate that they made him because I believe they put him in a place where he had to step back because they they were going to do something that would have disrupted his family. Well, can I be honest? I think what's going to end up happening is he's going to file a civil suit against the state of New York. That's what I really think is going to end up happening. Mm. So. Ugh, scary. Scary, scary, scary. So. Scary, scary, scary. Okay, let's get on to the next subject. Where are we going? Haiti. Is Haiti last, next or what is it? No, because you want to talk about Joe Biden last. So next yeah, is Haiti. Yeah. Uh, hats off to all the Haitian, uh, to the Haitian government, to the Haitian citizens over there. They had a massive 7.2 um, earthquake the other day. Was it yesterday or the day before yesterday? Two days ago. Two days ago. And, and here's the thing, because Haiti is like a third world country, right? It is. Very much so. It is. It is so let me, very let me, much let me a just, third Let me just country. put this in a box. I'm not, I'm not comparing, but I am. Haiti had a 7.2 earthquake two days ago. They are removing the rubble all as of yesterday, which was, they started already. And they are a third world country. They don't, their country don't even have a bunch of money. But Florida had a building collapse. It took four days before they started removing the rubble. I'm sorry, three and a half days before they started removing the rubble. And they don't have re, not even close to the resources of money that Haiti has. I'm just saying, when you put somebody in charge and leadership and in government that knows what they're doing, things happen and move a little faster. Go, let's go back to the old space movies. Every time somebody came from outer space, what was the first thing they said when they landed? <laughs> take me to your leader. <laughs> mm -hmm. I bet you ain't nobody going to take them to DeSantis, dumbass. I said it. Okay, prayers to Haiti. Y'all make sure y'all find out what the legit link is so we can all donate money to Haiti because they really are going to need it. They are finding bodies an incredible amounts of numbers. But they are making progress by moving the rubble to find whoever they can find alive. Florida, please take note. Well, I'll say a, th a couple things on Haiti. One, they've kind of been going through it. And I I don't even know at this point if it's about leadership in terms of them removing the rubble. Like, Nick, I don't know if you've ever been to Haiti, but I went to Haiti two years ago um, because our company, or my, the, the ASO that I work for, we actually have services in Haiti. So I was able to travel there and our... Um, clinic is actually in Port-au-Prince. So the 7.2 magnitude earthquake that hit Haiti was on, I think the um, the the city's called Lakey, if I'm not mistaken, and it's more right. of like a rural area mm -hmm. versus 10 years ago, there was a 7.0 magnitude earthquake that actually hit Port-au-Prince. Mm -hmm. um, so just from my experience of going and seeing the jail, for instance, that's in Haiti, and I think we've, I've kind of talked about this on the show before, is that, you know, in 2010, when the earthquake hit Port-au-Prince, everything collapsed, including like this jail. So going there two years ago and seeing how half of the jail is still currently collapsed, it has not been rebuilt, but they went out and rounded up people who they thought were guilty and put all these folks in jail. Um, very just, it was horrible to watch and it was horrible to see all these arms and legs hanging out of jail cells. But what they're saying now is that the 7.2 magnitude earthquake that hit Lakey, it's better because it's in a rural area. So they're not expecting the same large amount of deaths. But in terms of the leadership, to talk about your point, Flame, their president was just assassinated he a month ago. In his house. So I think it's more so about the community rallying to really remove this rubble. And it's not so much the leadership because from what I had seen just going there, they don't really have much that they can pull from at this point, especially with their president being assassinated. So... 
Oh, and they are on hurricane watch. They have a hurricane that's supposed to expect it to hit, I think, before, I think it's tomorrow or Wednesday. Yeah, within the next couple of days. So, yeah. That That is called when it rains, it pours. Haiti has had, a pro- has had problems for years and the infrastructure is extremely uh, poor, like you said, uh, Lauren. Uh, so the buildings aren't built extremely well and anything like this only helps to further exacerbate the problem uh, of infrastructure that they have there. Uh, but yes, um, I took one trip to Haiti. That is a place I never have to go back to again. Um, I put it uh, kind of in the same um, uh, vein as like Morocco. There were just a couple of places I've been in my life that just made me immediately uncomfortable for a number of reasons. Uh, but Haiti, Dominican Republic, that entire region just did not speak to my spirit. But I totally understand. And, and, and again, uh, the people right now are just really dealing with a lot. And it's just it's just it's heartbreaking. What, what do you mean by that, Nick? Because I think I have an opposite view. Like I, although it was very sad what I saw in Haiti, because we went to Port-au-Prince and Haiti's interesting because they've, I don't, I'm not going to blame one entity or another, but it's interesting to see how they've been able to confine the poverty. So if you go to Port-au-Prince, the poverty is very much, you know, contained there. But if you go kind of outside to more of the touristy attractions, they have white sandy beaches and boats come in and dock there and everything. But I really got the essence of the Haitian culture when I went to Port-au-Prince. So, so what do you mean by that? Like it didn't speak to your spirit and you would never go back there. I'm not, I'm uncomfortable when I have people serving me. And I, I didn't like how those who were in the service area were dark like me, but the ones who worked in the hotel were lighter like flame. And so I was very aware mm. of the disparity and it made me uncomfortable. Same thing with Dominican Republic. And I just, the extreme poverty is just, is gut-wrenching to me. And, I, and so the idea of like vacationing and, and going back to places like that, I had a hard time too with the, um, with the illness and the infrastructure around uh, sanitation, Lauren. It was just, it, it, it reminded me of how, again, we've talked about this, but how blessed we are here in the United States, right? Um, how literally, we were just talking about Jamarcus and, and school. There isn't a single African-American who cannot go to college if they choose to because of the institutions of HBCUs. And it's hard when you go to places that don't have that same infrastructure, same support is just gut-wrenching. So my trip to Haiti, my trip to Dominican Republic, those were like the, the trips that I said to myself, Nicholas, you never have to do this again and count your blessings every day because you are truly blessed. Hmm. That's interesting. Are we having a dead moment? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, do you want to add anything? Uh-uh, I'm just listening. I'm just taking it in. Yeah, I mean, I've kind of, I have the opposite feeling. I don't know why. I just, I enjoyed Haiti. I mean, it was really sad to see, but I still wanted to go back, you know. I feel like there's something we can do. Like, there's, like I said, we have a clinic in the main jail that's there in Port-au-Prince. And we offer, you know, TB testing and free HIV testing and everything. And while it was so sad, I just... I enjoyed the the culture, you know, it kind of spoke to me. But to your point, though, there's definitely a classism issue. But one of like one of the um, she's an ambassador for Haiti. She actually works for AHF. And I guess it was kind of the opposite for me. Like I saw her staff. Well, to your point, they did, you know, kind of they resembled really my complexion in an instance. But um, I don't know. And it but. I don't know. It just I had a I had an enjoyable experience while it was sad. It just and the know, influence Lauren, of it. And it I just, get it too. Yeah, it's, it's it's like 
the world is made. We do celebrate attractive people. I totally get that. I completely get that. I don't, I don't, you know, operate in, in a microcosm where I'm not aware of that. I just mm -hmm. think that when it's, um, when it, I have a hard time uh, with the subservient. Uh, if that makes sense, I like, get that colorism it, it just, is it, definitely an issue. Yeah, and, it, and I, I don't it. know why, but it, but but that that just it just uh, it, it it bothers me, and I couldn't mm -hmm. get past that to enjoy it. And everybody's like, "Oh, Nick, uh, please, this is what they do. They love it. They don't love it." You know? I, well, I don't know that they don't love it, but I'm just yeah. So yeah, that's it was just hard for me. Mm -hmm. I must be out of the loop because I just don't I just don't pay attention to that. I just don't mm -hmm. pay attention. Flame, you to don't the have color. to. I think that when you're light and you've no, been given the privilege. No, no, I think you take that on too much, though, Nicholas, honestly, because it don't matter. I'm transgender. I'm still a black person. I don't look at the light and dark. I just look at people. And I understand what you're saying. I just don't see the world like that. I see I, I see the big the big world, not the... And I understand exactly what you're saying, that you see darker people working here. It's, it goes back to the whole, the darkies worked in the field and the, the light people worked in the house. But we passed that. We baby that we got dark people doing everything. We got like it's still a racist world. It don't matter. But we got to remove the racism out the African American community in order for them to remove the race racism from them. If we keep talking about oh I'm getting a job because I'm light skinned I'm getting a job. I might be light skinned and not qualified. I might be light skinned and not skilled. I could be dark and unattractive, but have all the skills that I need to get this job. I think the world has grown past all of that. I think that some of us still hold those feelings about, oh, well, he's attractive or she's attractive, so she should get the job. I'm better than you. I don't give a fuck if you're prettier than me. I'm better than you. Uh, so I, I hear it, but I, I, I just don't agree with it. Because mm -hmm. I think we've, we passed that. I think we, we have to get past that for real in order for the rest of the racism of the rest of the world to get past that. Hmm. No, yeah. But I, I think overall, too, though, um, going to Haiti was definitely a learning experience for me, too, because everything is like backwards in that country. You know, like if you live on the beach in Haiti, you're considered the poorest of the poor. You know, here in the United States, beachfront property is million dollars. Right. And then, you know, the further up that you live in Haiti, like, uh, you know, above the ground level, that's how that kind of shows where you are in terms of the class system of how rich or poor you are. So a lot of things are very backwards in Haiti. So it was a very, uh, I don't want to say backwards, but, back, but backwards in terms of what our societal standards are. So it was a, it was a learning experience for me too, but I will just say, I hope that the death toll is not as high as it was in 2010. Um, we're doing some relief efforts on the AHF front too. We're sending some supplies to um, Haiti before the tropical storm hits. So, so can we donate to AHF that's helping them? Um, is there like a separate relief that AHF is doing to help Haiti? Because you know that all the scam artists is about to go crazy. They finna come up with all kind of fake yeah. help Haiti, help Haiti. If I don't know you in Haiti, you ain't getting none of my money. I have, I have to look into it. I know that they're like buying groceries and stuff and we're loading, literally going to load up a plane and send it in before the, the tropical storm hits. And so think, I'll I let you Naomi guys know. I think Naomi Osaka too uh, has like a link to hers because I know that she's donating the yeah. wins from this particular tournament. So I do know that there are reputable organizations that are uh, providing relief efforts. Mm. Yeah, for sure. So, but prayers just prayers to, to them. Prayers to Haiti. Prayers to all the citizens for in sure. Haiti. Prayers to the babies and the women who are 
displaced from their husbands and the husbands that are displaced from their wives. Oh my God, it is it's it's terrible. Mm-hmm. I'm telling y'all right now. I told y'all we needed to all lay on our face at one time the entire world and apologize to God. <laughs> uh, last time he flooded, this time he gonna bring the sun real close and all our ass gonna be looking like raisins. I'm telling you, he tired of the bullshit. <laughs> he tired of the bullshit. Mm. <laughs> He tired of shit. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're going to bring some flame mess in so we can get some opinions and some comments before we go to Joe Biden because that's going to be the con- the conversation to have today. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare at&t connects an ode to podcasts connect the alarm change the podcast you stream connect the snooze 10 more minutes to dream connect the shower Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Okay. I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th, just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Uh yeah, who we bringing in? Lauren I just grabbed Cassie. Hey, Miss Cassie. Well, hello, hello Miss Cassie. Oh, bring in Mark I... too. Oh, oh. We gotta bring I in. We we wait talk. a minute. We bringing in Megan McCain. <laughs> she ain't got no job right now on TV, so we bring her on here. Hi, Megan. <laughs> I mean, hi, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> what did what did you, what did you just say? I said we're bringing in Megan McCain. She ain't got no job on TV right now, but she working on something. <laughs> Uh-huh. She's booked. Let me tell you that she's doing a lot of producing and stuff. Uh, she produce some. She better produce a diet. Okay, hi Mark. Hello, how hi, are you, Cassie? What were you saying, Cassie? I'm sorry. No, no, no. I was gonna say I agree. I agree on both sides, but what I, I mean, uh-huh. not on both sides, but I understand. I agree you with you, sweetie. On both sides of the coin, but I think that we do focus too much on it. It's like. We put to if we continue to be the change we want to see, and we just start loving on people, and we start encouraging people, and stop because it's in our families, it's in us, it's like it's rooted in us. Yeah. This colorism and this, uh, well, you because I grew up too dark for white people and too light for black people, being a mixed kid, and so just I think we focus too much on it. I, it's there, but we don't have to keep giving it attention. Yeah. That's my my opinion. 
Yeah. I, I, I will say, I don't know if Nick's point was, so I'll speak not from a colorism standpoint, but as we all know, like, there are certain privileges that I'm exposed to or certain circles that I run with and things that make me feel uncomfortable and it actually really, like, messes up my headspace, you know, whether it's flying private and having, uh, you know, butlers follow you around at hotels or security detail for whatever reason, it does mess with your head a little bit because you're like, there are people starving, right? But at the end of the day, that's a circle that I'm in and I have to respect those people's choice to run the way that they do, right? You know what I'm saying? So I would be uncomfortable too if I was in Haiti or the DR and I have people serving me that way, that way, I've never experienced that there, but it does sort of make you uncomfortable and put you in a weird place when you put life into perspective. I don't know but if that why, makes sense. But why are you uncomfortable? Because they're working, they're doing their job. They didn't why are you uncomfortable? Exactly, because they are doing their job. They were hired to do a job, they're doing a job. They weren't hired to do your way, be the waiter because they were dark, they're hired because they were doing their job. So, exactly, I'm like Cassie, why are you uncomfortable? I think it's because, like, some things to me seem too uh extra or lavish or unnecessary if that makes sense and so it's just like it's yes. a poor country they are grateful to be working they they're not thinking about that i'm dark skin they think about true. bringing and it home. might be insecurities that people like nick or me have you know we might have insecurities our own yeah of your own, but, Mark, own. but Mark, so, you're light skinned even though you're not white. So I can understand your what your your circle because you run with a bunch of doctors that are Caucasian. But with Nick, it's always it's color. The color barrier thing has been a, a long time thing with Nick. Even with size, Nick has issues sometimes even with size. So you know, you just when you find, I think what I say on Love Lounge, and when I say this all the time, when you look in the mirror and you like what's looking back at you. You really, really push to the side everything else that's going on because you are so comfortable being you that you make other people comfortable around you being themselves because you are comfortable with you. I'm not going to change me, how I look, and who I am for no one. If you are not comfortable with me, in the in the words of the great Nikki Giovanni, I have never worked a room where the door is locked. Leave or dis di remove yourself. I mean, I th I think for me, I didn't really see a colorism issue in Haiti. And like also, too, I think because I went to Port-au-Prince and I didn't go to like a sandy beachy area, touristy attraction, I should say, city in Haiti. Right. You know, you, you learn about a lot about what's going on. Even, you know, a lot of Haitians actually get work visas to like go work in the Dominican Republic for the day. And then they come back at the end of the day. So, I mean... We can talk about this colorism issue. I didn't I didn't necessarily see it. And considering all of the issues, I think that, you know, even between Haiti and the Dominican Republic have had, you know, people like to say, talk about, you know, color within the Dominican community and say that they're mainly light, which I don't agree with at all. But there's a lot of cross pollination between hues and everything else between Haiti and the Dominican Republic. So I guess. I kind of missed the colorism bit while well, I was there. Isn't, isn't that a form of racism within us? Because here's the thing. They yeah. hate our skin because our skin is, our hues are different shades of black. So we going to hate on each other because we are different shades of black? It happens in the Latino community too. They have light-skinned Latinos. It, ha it happens. In, so we're not going to get past colorism outside of our outside of our communities if we can't get rid of get through it in our own communities. I'm not going to hate on you because you light-skinned or because you dark-skinned yeah. or because you're prettier than me. I'm going to not like your ass because I don't like your ass because you can get bad juju or you got a bad attitude or I just don't like you. That's it. 
Yeah. I'm only problem, judging you on that. I'm not going to sit up here and say that that colorism is not an issue. Like we can, I think we can all agree that colorism has definitely historically been an issue. Might not be as uh, much of an issue as some might make it. I think is what you're trying to say, and that's yeah. I think we've probably evolved a lot since yeah. there. There's still definitely an issue, but I just think sometimes to your point, Flame, is that colorism is kind of inserted in spaces where it does doesn't necessarily need to be. Is what I would say is kind of I feel like was what you're speaking to. Yeah, I feel like it's just rooted in everything, just because of we're not talking about it, but because of slavery. I mean, I have darker, my kids are all different shades of brown and certain different ones of them get treated differently in their, in their perspective families because of the different shades of brown. So colorism is everywhere and we just have to gut it out and we just have to see people for who they are. And like Flame, you were talking about people need to be comfortable with who, not a lot of people have made it to the point where they're comfortable in their skin. And so that's why, like Mark said, our own insecurities. So we just got to get to a place where we're comfortable so we can make others comfortable and vice versa. I wish somebody would treat one of my kids differently because one is lighter and one is darker. You're going to get my whole attitude, black, white, and indifferent. I'm going to light your ass up. Let me tell you something. People treat you the way they see you treat yourself. And that's, that is the truth for me. I'm t- I have been in situations where I knew people were not comfortable because I was transgender. I was dressed up as a woman. I don't give a fuck how you feel. Understand me, I, if, it, if I was hired to do a job, I'm going to do my job. I'm going to show up to work. I'm going to come to work on time, and I'm going to do my job. Yes, I'm going to talk shit. But if I was paid for a service, I'm going to give you what you paid me for. If I'm working on in a, if I'm in a different arena and I'm there because who I am and you invited me to be there, I'm going to be comfortable with me. If you are uncomfortable with what I present, that has absolutely nothing to do with me. That's some shit that you're harboring. I can't fix you. You ain't fixed you. Sometimes we look in the mirror and the mirror turn away from us because the, you ain't sure what you're looking at. So the mirror like, I don't know what the fuck, what, what I'm supposed to show. You don't even know who you are. It's so many people that are lost and so are lost in this world of I'm trying to fit in. I need to look like what the next person look like. I need to be what the, I will never be the square pig in the round hole. I'm too thick in the ass to ever fit in the round <laughs> hole anyway. But I will never be that person. And I'm, I'm proud that I could never color in the lines. I'm proud that I knew who I was at such a young age. And my mind, my mind always allowed me to be comfortable with being who I am, which is what we push over here on Laugh and Learn. We just want you to be comfortable with the best you. Because you can't be Mark. Mark, you can't be Cassie. I can't be Lauren. Lauren can't be me. She don't want to know why I got gas. <laughs> terrible gas. Um, but what I'm saying is that we encourage you to look in the mirror and see what looks back at you. You have to allow yourself to like you in order to go further in life. Because if you don't like you, you're not going to like anyone. If I'm sounding preachy, I don't mean to, but I'm just telling you. I'm sick of people being smokescreen and living in a false truth or in a false narrative because of what society thinks is this or that. What makes you happy? That's a question. You know, Don't answer it because some of y'all don't know the answer to it. It's kind of like the black agenda. You keep asking the same question, but you don't know the goddamn answer to it. What makes you happy? I don't think it's preaching. I think it's good. But someone made a comment that I think is really imp- I get the point, but like just because you view someone as a attracted like i think we're all attractive people on here right now but doesn't mean that we don't well, have wait a minute i seen some of these slam don't do that <laughs> <laughs> i said oh I, I said those that are on live i said oh, oh well 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 this you gotta one. keep it funny <laughs> 
Exactly. This is laugh and learn. So thank you, Cassie. Remind they ass. I'm bringing y'all back. We are just because someone's attractive or they may go through life with an advantage doesn't mean we don't have insecurities. And my insecurities may not the things I discuss may not be from a look standpoint, but maybe guilt. Right? I might have insecurities with some guilt, knowing that you know. I have these privileges, and I, I live a certain lifestyle. I'm I'm in certain circles, knowing that personally, like there are people again starving. There are people. Uh, I wish I could go to Haiti and help, but I I just don't have that in my in my, in my capabilities right now. So it's just that's what I mean. So everyone can have insecurities. Someone's looks doesn't negate the fact. Some of the most attractive people are the most insecure people. So and, that's very and, true. And dumb as a box of rocks. Can we start there? Good God. <laughs> I don't like no dummies. <laughs> I Yeah. But I do think someone also said something about uh, why it happens in the DR and not Haiti when it comes to nat- uh, natural disasters. Don't read the comments, Mark, because then you're going to start commenting on We don't want to get off topic. Don't read the well, comments. Well, this is on topic. I think that when it comes to the Dominican Republic, I think uh, to compare to Haiti, obviously Haiti is a lot more of a poor company and their infrastructure is differently so it doesn't hold up in natural disasters as well as surrounding areas so it's not necessarily like it's some conspiracy why haiti has more natural disasters or they're more severe i wouldn't agree that haiti has more natural disasters necessarily i wouldn't totally agree with that and honestly i think at the end of the day i think it well let's just call it spade a spade the Dominican Republic, yes, it's still a poor country. It's not as poor as Haiti is. It's just Correct. not. It's not. They have more infrastructure. They have more of an economy that's built. You know, people in Haiti still literally burn piles of trash because they have no formal, like, you know, uh, sanitation system. So it's just mm-hmm. a matter of they just aren't as economically built as a country as the Dominican Republic is. That That's the bottom line. Yeah. That's right, just what TV. it is. Cassie and Mark, thank you so much. Mark, how's, the, how's everything over there in Florida? Y'all, y'all, what they doing? What y'all got going on over there? Is the storm uh, supposed to come towards you guys at all? Or are you guys supposed, safe? It's sort of looped around. Now it's going to go toward the panhandle. So I'm good. We just had really shitty weather the past couple of days. I mean, in regards to what's going on here, obviously, you know, Ron DeSantis is fighting everybody when it comes to mass mandates and stuff of that sort. Oh, uh, let me ask you a question. Is Your it true friend. that four teachers supposedly died from COVID from the kids coming back to school? I think I saw that on a report somewhere, but I was, I was, it was, it was after Love Lounge and I was, I was with I God. I heard that, but I wouldn't. <laughs> I thought I saw that too. Yeah, I was with God, but so I don't know. If y'all, y'all will come to Love Lounge. Y'all know what being with God means. So I heard that, but uh, I was like, really? So. This is really should bite DeSantis in the ass because he was the one who relaxed the max mandate. And if four teachers die, and see, y'all keep negating that these teachers are people. They have families, they have children, they have lives. And then that you was bring. Pretty, yes. It is ridiculous. It, it was in Broward County. That's oh. ridiculous. That, that, Ron DeSantis, y'all beating up Trump? No, I mean, shit. Oh, shit. Slap, <laughs> slap myself. Y'all beating up Biden? And. Shut a flame, Monroe. Shut up, flame, Monroe. I will say, when it, you know, yes, DeSantis is fine. And I guess I'm really confused because, from like, even you, we were talking about this last week, Flame. You said that you can't tell a child what to do. So when it comes to the whole mask mandates in school, ch- children are going to wear them or they're not. No, no, no. I did not say that. Children respect authority if it's given to them correctly. Especially when it starts at home. Children, are, we are taught to respect police officers, 
white coats with doctors, black coats with judges, and blue badges. We are taught and we respect the teachers. Now, you've got to teach that to your kid at home. Now, it's not guaranteed that they're going to completely do what you taught them at home, but at least they will have a basis for it and a, and a grounding of it when they go to school. Uh, children will do what they're told to do if you talk to them respectfully because they are children, but they still are people. You have to talk to kids like you got some goddamn sense because if they're hearing it at home crazy, then they're going to bring it to you. And if you talking to them crazy, they'll never learn. The teacher's job is way more sometimes than just teaching you what's in that textbook. Some of these teachers' jobs take on being the parent for the five gotcha. or six hours. That was my fault. I misunderstood. Because I, I know most parents have an issue, which I don't understand why they have an issue with their children wearing masks in schools. But uh, like Allison actually just brought up the next point I was going to make with DeSantis, he did put in that, you know, he said that he was going to strict funding from any school district that mandated masks. So what they are doing now, including my district here in Tampa and Hillsborough County, is they are mandating masks but giving an opt-out option. However, mm -hmm. the opt-out option only goes to infect effect when the parent actually fills out that form and says, no, I don't want my child to have to wear a mask. So the, the, the standard is everyone mask up unless your parents fill out a form. So the parents really have to go out of their way and the schools still get their funding. So that's what the superintendents are when, to do. When is mm. DeSantis' run over? When is his time, time up? Uh, 22. Florida, y'all better come together. But in that space, though, I think DeSantis is almost expected to, I don't want to say expected to lose, but maybe not be reelected so that way he can run in 2024. That's what I see happening. Correct. He will be the GOP's nominee. Yeah. I, 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 for president. I don't see why it's so hard. Mask on, mask off. Where don't wear it. It comes from home. These people are making it such a big again, you have to remember Florida's very red right now, uh, especially with the Hispanic population. And these people at home are making it like, Oh, if they tell you to wear a mask, they're coming for your rights, this, this, that. And these children believe the shit that their parents say. And it's like it's really not that serious. Do I want to wear a mask all the time? No, I'm not comfortable, right? But it's it's an it's an inconvenience. It's not the government trying to take over my life and next is gonna be putting a chip in my arm. You know, that's not that's not the case. I'd rather be inconvenienced than dead. So let me just be inconvenienced right now wearing a mask. It didn't get on my nerves, but I don't want to be dead. I'm trying to live as long as the Lord leave me mm -hmm. here to live. So. Life, life is choices and life is a trade-off. Mm -hmm. You you make a choice, a con especially when you're grown, you make a conscious choice and a conscious decision, and there are rules to follow. Even I, And I hate to follow rules, but even I follow the <laughs> rules. I do. I follow the rules because... Not only am I looking out for myself, but my children and people around me. And to negate, to push away all of that, because Flame, you ain't took the shot, you ain't took this, you ain't took that. I spray everybody in my presence with vaccine. My people who come around me are so trained, I don't even have to spray them. They walk in my house and they spray themselves. I did that and a lot today. Of people my people too. With this point that I'm going to make, and I, I hope to make it on here. Remember, the vaccine is not approved by the FDA yet. It's approved for emergency use authorization. So before you judge people and want to ridicule and talk shit about people, just remember this: people have the right to make the decision what's best for them. And the reason it's not approved by the FDA yet is because it has to go through certain case studies. Uh -huh. And we're not there. So just don't judge people. Let right. people make their own decision. And again, remember, the FDA has not approved this yet. That's all I'm saying. Thank I'm going to judge people if they don't wear a mask, though. I will be judging you. I am going to do that. I you will be that. judging you there. That's different. Because uh, what if you're on a plane with the man and he going crazy and he don't got his mask on? I'm going to pull out my good duct tape. I would have taped that nigga to that seat for about four days. Listen, because... <laughs> 
Let me tell you. The plane that I was on yesterday, there was a woman sitting next to me that didn't have a mask on. When I tell you, I counted down from 10 before I pushed that flight attendant button to say, excuse me, Miss Thing doesn't have her mask on. I will absolutely. Right now in commercial flights, aren't they? You have to like, even to drink or eat, you have to pull your mask down and then put it right back up when you're done. Yep. I just got off yep. a flight yesterday. Scary situation. Did you so spray? Did you pre? Did you pre check? Like, oh, did I what? Did you pre board like I do? No, I you didn't pre board. You go on your with your Lysol wipes and you spray and you spray. Well, they, my, on Delta they give you sanitizing wipes yeah, I now, need, and I then need I have on a, there before I get on. I need to be yeah. the first person on. Let me tell you something. I'm gonna get in trouble, y'all. Uh-uh. Let me tell y'all something. When I'm at the airport. I will pull a wheelchair tranny scam in a minute. I'm, I, I'm sorry. I'm transgender. I just had a minor surgery. They put you on pre-board. I get onto my seats. I wipe it down. I spray down the seats. I wipe everything down. Y'all see me on live doing it with y'all. Baby, understand that no other area might not be protected. But those three seats that I'm sitting in, baby, are soaking wet. We have to wait for them to dry. <laughs> I know that. I definitely I use that can of mini Lysol spray and I spray down my seat and then I have the little wipe that they give me and I wipe down desperate times calls for desperate measures I'm a desperate bitch I love you guys (laughs) thank you thank you thank you thank you Mark we'll bring on Jan and um and um oh shit I forget (laughs) Jan and who I forget uh, Let's get you want to get uh, yo Allison yeah yeah because Allison is in Florida and then we're gonna bring on my ten dollar pimp Bobby Clifford okay let me grab TT Jan. The real T.T. Jan. Mm-hmm. Well, who is the fake one? <laughs> hey, Allison. Hi, how are you all? Allison, so wait hey. a minute. Hey, Jan. Wait a minute, Allison. So that was Broward County. Four of them died within 24 hours? Yes, uh, four of them died within 24 hours. And now you have, I know you have like over 100 students who are out with COVID. Um, already in the number. Can, can I ask already. a question? I'm, this, I, I'm not a rocket scientist. I didn't even go to college, and it may sound stupid, but I'm going to ask the question anyway. Why is it safe? Because this don't make no sense to me. Why is it safe to give a pregnant woman the vaccine, but it's not safe to give a four, or five, or six year old child the vaccine? I, I'm asking hypothetical questions. Seriously. You ain't got to um, answer it. It's just, I want y'all to think about that because they are giving it to the pregnant women, but they don't want to give it to the kids, but they want to send them back to school. Because the kids don't get to make their own choices. Pregnant women do get to make their own choices. Man, when I tell you, if y'all don't see the shit that's happening in your ass, because ain't shit wrong with me. I just look like this. Ain't shit wrong with me. I just look like this. I ain't going to look like this when the show is over, though. I'm going to take this wig off. I think that's a valid point, though, that you made. It is. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, I'm seeing that they pushing, pushing, pushing for pregnant women to take the vaccine. But the kids are getting sick in school. And Allison, you are a teacher. Mm-hmm. How did that make you feel? Do you feel safe with these kids coming back to school and you're a teacher? Um, I mean, at the end of the day, it, it is what it is at this point, right? Um, and I, you have to realize I teach low-income students. And so I taught during the pandemic. And a lot of those kids did not learn over the computer. Um, yes, it is very much so a health risk. And do I believe in putting children at risk? No, I do not. But I also am very soft-hearted to my students' learning. Um, Right now, I'm dealing with students with a huge learning gap. So, (laughs) specifically in my school, uh, do I like that they're back? No, I do not. Um, The majority of my students wear their masks. Matter of fact, all of them wear their masks. And we Lysol down. I can only speak for my class. And again, I'm glad (laughs) for them being back because 
my my babies get to learn. I teach predominantly right. black and brown students. And as we all know on this live, not only were they at a disadvantage because of the uh, uh, the broadband issue that goes on in the black community, the black mm -hmm. and brown communities, you don't get that internet connectivity. So how are they connected to class? And, but also a lot of our students are hands-on visual learners. They, don't, they can't really learn anything. Yeah. Teacher just talking to them. Attention so. span. Mm -hmm. yeah, my, my attention yeah. span ain't like that. I don't want to sit and look on the internet all damn day. And I'm fifty. No. I'm almost. Look, I'm almost fifty. Oh, so <laughs> don't I, say I, a I, goddamn I, word, Jen. You better not say shit. <laughs> I got. I got pinched too. I got pinched too. But Allison, I do want to say I'm a little shocked that this happened in Broward County because Broward, for the most part, is a rather blue area. You know, mm -hmm. in terms of for the most part, right? Um, you have to think about Florida in okay. general. It, 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 the Florida is red state. You you have your you have your you have your Trumplicans as they're called everywhere. You have those people who do not want their children to wear masks. Uh, I can that's particularly speaking for Polk County. I mean that is the, the my county is the Trumplican County. You mm. know, and you have people out there who who do not want to wear masks, who do not want to take the vaccine, who do not want to wash hands, who do not want to stay out of people's faces, oh, and so nasty. from one that from one cool. to the next. Oh, I want to shake your hand. I want to touch your face. You know, so that's everywhere, Lauren. And you know, it, all it takes is what people don't understand. It takes one household, one household, mm -hmm. and they just go and spread it all over. So that's what you're faced up against. Mm. Right. Well, and it's we, a different variant now. Yeah. You know. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Okay. I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th, just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count.
Well, while we got y'all on here, let's go to Biden because our time is almost up and I got to go to the airport to pick up my sister. Um, let's go to Joe Biden. They putting all this responsibility on Joe and Lauren and I discussed this right before the show. We, we got are, into it a little bit. We are on opposite sides a little we bit. Had a little dis- okay. We had a little disgruntlement <laughs> because she's right here next to me because I could have slapped the shit out of her, but you know, her mama's watching. <laughs> but I know they're putting all the weight of the world on Joe Biden because of this, but this happened long before Joe Biden got in office. This happened back in the Reagan and the damn Bush era. And the reason that this Taliban has so many weapons of mass destruction is because of the damn uh, arms deals that they did. They sold all of these damn mass weapons of mass destruction to kill people to them to make money. Now, Ronald Reagan was part of that, and this was before dementia hit him. So he knew what he was doing when he sold them. He just forgot that he did it when it was time for him to die. So let me just say that. I don't know what's going to happen to me in life because y'all going to be mad because y'all know y'all love to praise Ronald Reagan as this great, 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 great president. But Ronald Reagan was also had his hand with the whole AZT and the AIDS pandemic and epidemic. Dr. Fauci mm-hmm. was included in that back in the day. Mm-hmm. So it, I, I'm not going to take this. Y- yes, Joe Biden may have moved too fast. Joe Biden may have made a mistake with pulling the troops out. I'm not sure. But after 20 plus years of them being over there, that's not our fight to fight right now to me. And I'm not I'm not saying that I don't hold empathy or sympathy for the Afghanistan people over there with the Taliban just taking over. But God damn it, we got a lot of shit going on in America right now that we have not fixed. I'm not going to shit where I eat, but y'all will have diarrhea right here in America right now, and y'all refuse to eat in this country because y'all done shit it all over it. And I'm not talking to us, I'm talking to the politicians. Right. See, I just don't see it being like... I, I it, it To me, it's bigger than a household. You know what I mean? Like, I can't say, no, we're not getting ready to get a flat screen TV because you know we got to get our car fixed. It's mm-hmm. larger than that. Well, Lauren you know had a I valid mean? point too. What, what would you tell well, me, Lauren? Well, this this is my thing, and I I agree in terms of where this started and where the you know the first domino fell. We'll we'll say it in that instance. So anything that fell after that is kind of just you know backlash, if you call it. But my issue here, and from what I have seen and some of the deep dive that I've done, and I still need to do more. My issue with Joe Biden is that you took a deal or parameters, whatever you want to call it, that was set in place by somebody who was stupid. Which was Donald Trump. Who was Donald Trump. You took Mm -hmm. his plan and still chose to implement it, knowing that there was a possibility of some of these casualties that we're now seeing. That's my issue where I think the responsibility does fall on Joe Biden because I wouldn't take any plans that Trump had in place and still think that they should be implemented without you do, doing some further review or honestly just scrapping it from the beginning. Because I would always think that there would be some, you know, loophole or something because he just, he wasn't intelligent. So yeah, that that's my issue. That. And when I'm seeing, you know, analysts come on and say Joe Biden was advised that worst case scenario, this is what could have possibly happened. And now we're seeing the worst case scenario play out. So that's where I'm putting the onus on Biden is that I think he did make a mistake in implementing this plan. I think he should have started from scratch and devised an airtight plan that would ensure the safety of the U.S. troops and of the um, people of Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's where I'm kind of split on this issue. There were going to be, pardon me, repercussions no matter what. Exactly. Because we had been there and we were the reason for the order there. So no matter how we tried to pull out, it was going to be ugly. And what is <laughs> wars? What does wars bring? Wars bring money. 
Wars bring yeah. wars bring for companies that create the, the 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 stuff that they need. It brings money for those corporations, and it brings a lot of casualties. It brings tons and tons of casualties. Right, and we also have to understand, ladies and gentlemen, before we went into Afghanistan, right? The the Americans we didn't make we didn't make good on our promises. So if we go back to Kuwait, right? If we take this just a step a step, just go just a step back further, and let's just go even further. There was a time that the U.S. Army was the strongest military in the entire world, but as the years has progressed, it has you know its power has decreased, but let's just take a step back for a second russia went to war for us right excuse me afghanistan iraq iraq, iraq yeah iraq went to war for us right and because at the end of the day we couldn't take on russia at the time we made a promise to rebuild these countries see america has a lot of promises with people that we still have not made good on Right. Iraq is one of them. Afghanistan is one of them. We have not made good on. So now here we are, right, in this situation. The Taliban has taken over right. and we have killed their main their one their main leader, the OG I call him OG uh bin Laden. You right. know, and so now it, it's 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 almost repaying a debt. And I understand what you're saying, Lauren, about you know, he should have scrapped Trump's plan. But at the end of the day, when we look at this plan, we don't know the promises that it was made to these folks. You follow what I'm saying? But that's my point, Allison. That's my point, though, right there, is that you don't know the parameters. And I'm not. And when I say mm-hmm. Trump, I mean the Trump administration, because we know Correct. Trump is stupid and that, you know, he obviously did <laughs> right. crap. Say that again. Lord. Let's Trump be is clear. Right. So when I say Trump, I mean the Trump administration. <laughs> yeah, the whole, the whole to be clear. I love my co-host. <laughs> but, but that's but that's to my point, though, is because I and this is my opinion. We can agree to disagree. But I feel like mm-hmm. because we don't know what promises were made under the Trump presidency that's why i don't think it was in our best interest to use anything that they crafted Mm -hmm. because that's to my Mm -hmm. point there was going to be some loophole or some hole in the sinking ship of getting this through because we already knew there was no right way to do this we knew that there was going to be casualties i'm just thinking that there was possibly a way that we could have reduced some of it in some form Mm -hmm. and that's just Mm -hmm. also too based on what um, analysts are saying that there was Mm -hmm. a way to reduce some of the casualties that we're seeing in in afghanistan baby when i tell you that the the, the taliban was waiting on it too because they moved fast fast. and and you know what there's so much intertwine that you you really you will never know the deals that have been made no and so this is is like huge but we don't know how huge, you know, keeping partners from countries from joining up, how huge it would have been if we did it a different kind of way. Because right. Trump, we do know, constantly made unethical deals. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it does frighten me. Some countries are more trigger happy. We might have the largest military, but by questionable we are not the most powerful anymore. You better no. say it again, Jane, because so let me tell you something, Martin, baby. Them Koreans been trained since they came out the womb, baby. And when I tell you, they are trained. And Y'all so fuck up and make Kim Jong young, 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 young right. fried rice mad if you want to. Because those <laughs> Koreans over there, when I tell you, they are in their, it's ingrained in their DNA that right. we are going to do 
anything that this man tells us to do, including become a, a, yes, a collateral damage God. or throw your yes. sacrifice your life. They don't care. I'm telling. And the Iraqi, what is the what is the, a Muslim thing? If you kill yourself or if you sacrifice, you go to heaven and you get. Or you go to right. wherever uh, Allah is right. at, and you get 27 virgins or 40 virgins. Uh, I right. don't want one. I can't get rid of a bitch that's talking <laughs> me now. You damn sure know I want those 20 virgins. <laughs> Ow! Baby, I got a girl that can blow my phone up if she don't stop calling me. Anyway, I, I ain't trying to get off topic. <laughs> oh, Lord Jesus. <laughs> no, I'm not talking I about that. I'm about to go hide I'm not talking cover. about baby. I'm talking about just, oh, I got a stalker in my inbox. Oh, my gosh. You drive me crazy, y'all. <laughs> I should have never gave it to you. I gave it to her like four years ago. My God. Anyway. anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it's laugh and learn, goddammit. Laugh with a bitch. No. Yeah. Yes. But there, you know, hand-to-hand comeback is a thing of the past. Those are the front lines. That's the reason you better think before you let your kids go off to join the armed services. Those That's collateral damage. Mm-hmm. Um, internet, uh, chemical, what we're seeing now with the COVID virus, that, that's what's in play right now. That's mm-hmm. what's in play right now. There's no type of principle when you're talking about money. And money comes from war. And we yep. do know that Trump was constantly making dirty deals we do know that and we don't know how but we know that they're out there Mm -hmm. yeah yes it is it is a place that we are in right now that is so scary, ladies and gentlemen. And I'm telling you, I understand uh, sympathy to the people in Afghanistan. I'm going to tell you who I really feel bad for in Afghanistan. First of all, all the people over there. But the women will be discarded. The rules that they have implemented yeah. on the women, the women were making such progress and such stride becoming teachers right. and going, being able to work and go to school and to better oh, their yeah, families, better themselves. Them. Baby, when I tell yeah, you that that Taliban is going to reach back and pull them, take them back 200 years back into all of those foolishness I feel so bad and young girls being getting married at 11 12 years old I could not imagine somebody marrying one of my baby daughters at that young age it is about to be very very scary and I don't want them to hold Joe Biden to speak to the fire for that because he walked into a room full of shit the shovel that he has he hasn't even scratched the surface for all that was thrust upon him it is bad now did he make the right call or the wrong call I don't know because I'm not in that deep in government just like yeah. you said, it's a lot of behind-the-scenes deals yeah. that we will never know about. But what yeah. we do see and what is very clear to us is you're not going to blame me for something that Lauren did. Yeah. If Lauren right. did something, Lauren needs to take right. the responsibility on the part that she right. did. And if this would have went wrong no matter who did it. It was yeah. going to go a different way. It don't matter whether he was the president or Trump was the president. If this same decision would have been came from someone else... It was going to happen. Just the Taliban apparently were waiting for their opportunity because they moved Mm -hmm. in a day. They moved in a day. Yeah. Knocking on your door and telling you to get the fuck out your house. Everything in here belongs to me. You get out. That is that's crazy. Well, I and I think to what we've said, too, is this is my opinion as of now. I still need to do some research because this is still, you know, it's still a new topic. So my views very well may change, you know, as we discuss this, you know, in in later weeks. But as of now, these are my sentiments. But I do wholeheartedly. I want to say that I agree with you, Flame, that this issue did not start with Joe Biden. So the onus of you know the troop withdrawal from afghanistan i don't think the onus should fully fall on him it should fall on the first domino that fell which was ronald reagan and then right. bush and his son only and perpetuated what did your mom it say what, did, uh, what was his name oliver oliver north oliver or, north or, and yes. he was a yes. two-faced trick but he was a trick he told on everybody yeah so yeah. the the onus of this yeah. issue definitely falls on them but as of now that's just the only 
issue that I'm taking up with Biden is just the plan. But Let, like, but it would have been bad either way. Yeah. Definitely, ladies yeah, and gentlemen, we right. will be definitely doing Love Lounge tonight. Thank you, Jan. Thank that's the real Thank TT Jan. So Jan, listen, y'all, li- wait, wait, Jan, wait, 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 slow your ass down. <laughs> Please follow Jan every Thursday. Jan has a podcast that she does right here on IG Live every Thursday at three underscore real underscore Jan underscore oh TT Jan. I missed it. I messed up. You should y'all know it's on here. Shit. <laughs> And she does an advice show, love, relationship, life. She's a great life coach. You need to go in. Ayana didn't fix your life. She started a bunch of shit. But Jan can help you fix some shit. Real talk. So y'all follow TT Jan every Thursday, 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. And Allison Lewis is also running for city commissioner of Lakeland, Florida. We need to donate to her campaign. She got two speaking engagements this week with some big wigs. Come on, Allison. Represent for the flamers and the Americans that need you. Y'all follow Allison Lewis. Donate to her campaign. And as soon as y'all find some information on where we can donate credibly right. to Haiti. Y'all post it so we can yeah. all, if it's a dollar, yeah. if it's a dollar, it's 255 of us. That makes a difference right. to somebody's life. And Allison, yes. what day is election day for you in Florida? November 2nd. November Tuesday, 2nd, November 2nd. November 2nd, November 2nd. I'm going to make sure I'm being real nasty on that day, Lord. I mean, uh, <laughs> Allison, so when you win, when I say nasty, I mean like, I'm not going to shower. Like, I didn't shower this morning either, but so. It's not going to all up. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, thank you, Allison. Thank you, TT Jam. We appreciate you. We're going to close out with Nick. Let's bring Nick in and close on up out. Yes, indeed. Because, baby, I got to go to the airport to pick up my sister. Ladies and gentlemen, I must tell you guys that I am still doing the Breakfast Club. I'm doing it on this Friday in New York City. So, y'all make sure it's probably not going to air till Monday, but y'all get tangibles and, and little tidbits all weekend. Uh, Charlemagne the God has an announcement to make, uh, according for, I mean, uh, um, about my career. Oh, okay. Uh, uh-huh. And he also We're has. We're going to be an, ambiguous here. Yeah, yeah. Come he on, also, stay ambiguous. He's also making an announcement because Laugh and Learn is getting a facelift, is making some changes. We might be going in a different direction. I don't know what they want to do. I'm just playing follow the leader because when you follow the leader, there's a check with the leader. I'm following the leader to get that check. Oh, <laughs> uh, I don't know what it is, but we're going to find <laughs> out. Nick, what's going on? What do we do here at Laugh and Learn? Because I got to go. We encourage people to. Not again, Nick. Come on. Yes. <laughs> No, first of all, where can we, wait, well, first of all, where can we follow you at, Nicholas? <laughs> at Nick Smith News. On uh, all uh, social media platforms. On all social media platforms. All right, we're going to do the I, reverse. Ready? Here at I Laugh and Learn, we are not getting one. We're not trying to get anyone to change your mind. We just want you to use your mind. And in order to do that, you got to have one. So if you're stupid, you don't belong here no damn way. <laughs> let me just let you know the gate right now. I'm gonna, like, no, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us. I tell you, we are living in a very a time of... of, of not fear, but uh, awareness. Turmoil. I need you to pay attention to what is going on around you. I need you to make decisions concerning you that are made by you and you alone. That's it because you'll feel much more comfortable with what you're doing. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you guys so much. I'm not telling y'all shit because y'all talk too much. Look at them talk so much. I'm not telling y'all that's that because you talk said, too much. That's why I said stay ambiguous. Y'all talk too much. I can't tell y'all. Now, every time I tell y'all something, I'll go back and tell somebody else. And then bitches be doing me. On, I'm doing me and it ain't even me. Using my okay. words and shit. Ain't, okay, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us here at Laugh and Learn. Later this week, I will see you guys on The Breakfast Club. Y'all make sure we got 1.4 million. We're going for 3 million this time because when I tell you, I'm about to drop it and I'm about to drop it and I'm about to drop it. Understand. That to my trans people and to my people who do not who don't like straight people, straight people make more gay people. Oh, 
Ladies and gentlemen, thank you guys so much for joining us here at Laugh and Learn. Thank you, Nick Smith. Thank you, Flamettes. Thank you to my partner, Lauren Hogan. You can follow Lauren Hogan where? At Lauren Armani H on Instagram and Lauren Hogan on YouTube. And I'm up to date with my episodes. Hey, Thank and you. you can catch me on YouTube at Flame Monroe, Instagram at Monroe Flame, Facebook at Marcus Flame Monroe Parker, and do Don't not prepare. and do not follow my Twitter. There you it's go. Full on porn. It's just yes. full porn. Yes. It's good. just it's good. just good. a sex show. I'm, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. In my free time, what? <laughs> Thank you, guys. Oh, for those of you all who bought your ticket, we have 84 tickets left for the white party, September the 6th. There will be no exchange of money at the door. If you do not go to eventbrite.com slash flame, you will be on the outside looking in because I ain't coming to the door. I don't give you my mama. I don't know you. I'm working. <laughs> uh, September the 9th through the 12th, we will be at DC Comedy Loft. Get your tickets at DC Comedy Loft. September the 25th, I'm at the Level Up Bar and Lounge in Philadelphia. And October, we're doing a one-year anniversary for the Black, Black Effect, Effect Network. Network. Uh, with myself with 85 South and Just Hilarious it's going to be a phenomenon oh did y'all see 85 South naked picture on on, on oh ooh, I'm just he showed he did it he did the thing thing he showed the thing oh thing. I didn't see that oh you just googled <laughs> okay ladies and gentlemen thank you so much for joining us here Laugh and Learn thank you Kendo we appreciate you guys we'll see you next week peace Laugh and Learn is a production of the Black Effect Network and iHeartRadio our executive producer is Tiffany Haddish the show is produced by Tribble Our theme music is by Chrissy Payne. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count.